I feel like it's just being in the moment again, uh, whether it be like in your past, you might've messed up in the past, not leaving that in the past because, you know, you get depressed on that kind of stuff, but also not focusing too much what's going on in the future because that's what causes anxiety, but you live in the present. It is a gift. So utilize that. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I accidentally apparently clicked Netflix and Netflix popped up on my screen. But anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 119, and it is late, but it is better than never. I I said I was going to get back on it. It's still struggling with this. But I promise you, there is going to come a day where I get back with consistent episodes like weekly twice a week i promise i'll get back to it but joining me today i have a guest who's been on here a time or two two times to be exact but he has three episodes because we turned one of his episode one of his recordings into two episodes because we talked forever but speaks welcome back to the roughnecks podcast for the third or fourth time however you want to count it (laughs) yo it's good to be back i appreciate the opportunity to come in and speak even if it is a little uh last minute totally cool with me looking forward to paying forward some love and some advice that i've learned throughout my years and i appreciate you having me on man yeah i won't make you go through the background of yourself or anything since you've already been on for episodes if you guys want to know more of kind of like the rough basis of who speaks is we'll probably get into like who you are obviously today when we talk as well but uh go listen to episodes 85 and 87 those are two-part episodes and um also go listen to uh episode 90 which is uh q a friday number four uh he was on for q a friday and that was a good one as well but go listen to those if you guys want some more speaks probably i'd say go listen to 85 and 87 maybe before you listen to this one i I think you need to listen to both of them and then come back and do this one contributing to that like before we came on um i was actually in my car listening to episodes and i was like damn we are powerful together like you and i just (laughs) sit back and forth just facts it's just amazing dude like um yeah we have a lot to pay for and whether it be our knowledge or experiences i feel like we're both uh pretty wise individuals especially for our age but um yeah i'm looking forward to diving in yeah so i'm gonna let you kick it off because you you had something in mind to talk about because you know you told me you actually i want to give you a quick shout out your text the other day that you sent me i won't read what the actual text was but uh you sent me a very you know kind-hearted text and it was a Sometimes, like, when you get those texts, it's like, I feel like every time you get one of those texts, it's at the right time where you're just kind of like, things are feeling dull in life or like whatever. And all of a sudden, you'll just get this text and it's like, damn, like that, that just, it made my day. So I really do appreciate you sending that text out. Um, some kind words with the podcast and me as well. Absolutely. Do you think that that text message, it, like, precisely correlates with the fact that I'm here today? Uh, not necessarily. Yes and no. Um, I had had you in mind already because I, and actually, I don't know if you ever listened to, I believe it was uh, episode 116 with Caleb Scott. We talked okay. about you and I was like, I need to get speaks back on the podcast. We recorded that episode like over a month ago. It was, it just came out a little late, but yeah, it, it definitely, I, you'd been on my mind, but that definitely, I think, pushed the issue. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually texted you um, because I was like, you know, thinking back of like people have made an impact on my life. And 
one one thing that's like a goal of mine um this year is to actually like send a thank you for to somebody every single morning and so that's like something i've really been uh really been on top of and um it came to mind so i mean i gotta pay forward that and um express my gratitude for that um same for everybody out there listening like just send uh send a nice text message you never know what can happen you could end up on a podcast sometime (laughs) (laughs) for the first uh, time Yeah, um, a lot has happened. And what what was it been? Three months, four months since we've yeah. Had... It, it it feels like literally just yesterday that we recorded, but it it has been a minute. Yeah, I think it was March, like when we recorded, uh, which is crazy. But um, yeah, a lot has changed since then. Um, my motivational speaking uh, business has been like kicking off recently, which has been really good. Uh, so moving forward, I'm gonna um, end my lease here this year. And I'm actually going to be traveling across the country, like speaking at different high schools and colleges and universities, that kind of thing. And, you know, paying for the love that I've been given and uh, the knowledge that I've received throughout my hardships and um, experiences that I've learned from other people. Podcasts like being on here, like with you or Ed Milet, listening to him and Tony Robbins, all this kind of stuff. But um, yes, being able to pay for that love is what what I've always wanted to do. And uh, it's finally coming to fruition. So it's a it's kind of a beautiful thing. Where I want to ask you this because you know you're doing the motivational speaking, but like everybody has to, ha- where does your motivation come from? Like, where, like, obviously, you have a motivation to throw wanting to do it, but where does your personal motivation come from? What, what drives you? I think motivation in and of itself is kind of like, um, something made up in our minds, to be honest with you, because I don't think motivation just comes out of nowhere. I think it, it cultivates from your discipline to begin with like if you if you start with an action i think for me personally it's an it's an inspiration to me and if i'd feel like i was i would be doing myself or actually those who have loved me in my in my you know past whether it be like you know grandmas grandpas you know dads moms people in the community i feel like i'd be doing them a disservice if i wasn't paying forward the love that they were given me so my purpose is to pay forward the love that i've been given from them and to make sure that you know i I leave my mark on this earth but leave it better than i found it you know um so that's where like i think motivation comes from but it it honestly comes from your discipline um through through your like consistent actions whether it be like what whatever you're doing like every day if you have a goal in mind and you're really like dead set on that goal like you don't get motivated to do the goal first of all you have to have a strong why but it comes from the the consistent action and dedication and through your time, effort and energy into those actions, then the motivation like is, is birthed from that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, I really like, you kind of touched on some things that I believe I touched on in fast Friday, but it basically like what I discussed was motivation is just a feeling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like, it doesn't, it's not always there. You think that every time that David Goggins wants to go on a run or like David Goggins wants to go on a run or do whatever, you know, his crazy ass does. I've been listening. I listened to a few podcasts with him yeah. today, so I'm on a David Goggins kick. But you think that he he's even said he's like, I hate running. I hate it. But like the man will go run a hundred mile race. And it's like that doesn't yeah. even correlate. But it's the discipline of getting up every day, putting in the work and like whatever it is you do, whatever you got to go work out, whether you got to go to work, whether you, I don't care what it is. You have to have the discipline and consistency. Those are the two things that like the biggest thing. Once you, people always like, Oh man, I can't get in the routine. I can't get in the routine. I'm struggling with this right now. But the biggest thing is the discipline to get out of bed. Say you're like, cause I want to wake up by 5 a.m. We got a dog recently, um, so you know we want to take the dog on a walk before we go to work. So we're trying to wake up at five a.m. and it, it's been a struggle. I think we've only done it once or twice this week, and you know it, it's not fair to the dog or you know it, it kind of sets us back. But the big thing is you have to have the discipline to get out of bed, and then once you have that discipline like down, it, it just keeping it consistent, like it'll make it easier to be consistent with your goals, whatever the goal is. And I think it's very important to have a goal to strive for but you have to be disciplined enough and if you sit here and say well i didn't get it because of this or that no it's just because you didn't want it bad enough if you want something you will go get it there is no ifs ands or buts you can't make up an excuse for why you didn't get it it's on you if you want something you can get it absolutely i think there's a fascinating um study somewhere i can't remember where but um the difference between like having goals and having a growth like oriented mindset, like goals are so temporary, 
but growth literally lasts forever. So when you're thinking about goals, you think about like maybe a diet or something you want to try out or something you want to accomplish by a certain time. But really, it's so temporary and so short-minded. But what we really need to be focusing on is like a growth mindset, which is in the moment. Because if you think goal, you're thinking future, like what, what do I want to accomplish, that kind of thing. But if you can live for the now, how do you want to live like right now? It's going to make a big difference. And I think um, reverting back to motivation, I think you can, a lot of people think that you can feel yourself into making an action, but you're much more likely to make an action and then have a feeling as a result of that action, if that makes sense. Speaking of goals, kind of going off, like kicking it back and this is just how me and you do a podcast every time it's just back and forth. But like with goals, you know, like you said, talked about how it's important to be in the now too. That's why, you know, you, it's good to have that end goal. Like you have the big picture, like this is what I want to get. Because I think some people get too focused and make it too or too broad or whatever that they forget about the little steps that it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. Like every morning that you wake up, don't think about what you're doing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Think about what the next step is in your day. I mean, yes, yeah. you still have to remember that you have something at the end of in the end of the tunnel. Like you have something that you need to go for, but you're not going to get there unless you complete all these small steps. You can't climb a ladder if they're super like it's harder to climb a ladder if they're super far apart compared mm-hmm. to if you have a bunch of little steps. The little steps makes it easier and they're more important sometimes than these big leaps. You're going to have your big leap for you have your you know, your break, essentially, you have what, like, you just kind of, you know, you get that boost, but you wouldn't get to that break without all these little steps. That's very true. I'm learning that a lot right now. Um, another, another thing that I'm doing right now is I'm actually doing a physique show in, in uh, two months, November 4th, um, which is really exciting for me. I've never done one You're before. You're like the third or fourth person on here that's been into that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've I've had a couple of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of discipline, that's the reason that I really, really wanted to get into it because of course, like, I mean, I was known in the high school as like a strong guy or whatever for my size and like always had good, good physique, but I never really like knew what it was all about. I just thought it was like low key from an outside perspective. It looks re- really egotistical. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I just care about the way I look kind of thing. But I think what really inspires me to do it is watching the guys have so much discipline like we were just talking about into the little tiny things that they do every single day. You don't think about it, but like like throughout my day, like throughout my week, I have like five invites to go out to lunch or dinner and I'll go, but I will literally, I have like a, a cooler, like, a, like a, a food package where I put my meal prep in the bag. I go to lunch with somebody and I pull it out <laughs> and like people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I gotta do it. I gotta stay disciplined. It's just the way it is. But it's like the little things like that. If you can like take that skill or just that attitude into every single like way of living or everything in your life, treat it that way with such precise discipline, you're going to go so far. <laughs> What's yeah. like, how do you, how would you say somebody can, you know, work up that discipline right, that, that you're talking about? Cause you know, we're disciplined or we're tempted. There's temptations all around us, no matter what you're trying to do. Like whether you're a high school kid and you're tempted to go to that party because you don't want to be that kid that is a loser that doesn't go out and drink or, you know, you, you're, you know, uh, too afraid to ask this girl out because all this stuff, whatever it is, like what kind of builds that discipline to be like, to almost say no in a sense. That leads me into exactly what I wanted to talk about next, but I'll answer your question first. Um, what leads into that discipline is breaking it into the very simple, simple things. Um, whether it be, you know, if it's like you go into the gym, for example, literally just like making the first step, like, like putting your clothes out the night before little things like that. Like I have like environment built for my, like my systems that I use in my life. So like morning routine, I have like my vitamins out already. I have my breakfast out already. I even have my lunch like prepared in the fridge, like for my smoothie for when I, after I work out. So little things like that. So you have to prepare the little intricate things and set your environment in a way that's going to help you cultivate um, what you want to get done. But uh, that also led me into another thing that I wanted to talk about Um which was, um, let's see. Oh, um, I wanted to preface this, um, 
with the top that I, I wanted to, uh, the one that texted you, uh, redesigning your life, like play by your rules to create the life that you want. That's like the, the kind of title that I kind of had like prepared for the message. But um, it brings me into a story that I wanted to share that I thought about this morning, actually, uh, which was inspired. I was listening to a podcast, but it had nothing to do with what I was listening to. I was kind of like in my own head, just uh, being mindful. But um, I was thinking about how my childhood, I like grew up homeless and you can listen to the other, um, you know, episodes about that kind of stuff. But um, I lived with friends all throughout high school. And I remember very vividly, I, I think I saw like a Walmart bag in the middle of the road. And I was like, huh, I used to like, I used to pretty much live out of one of those. It's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> just think about like how I have like all my bathroom utilities in there, like my charger and like all the little things. Like I lived out of a bag. It's insane. But uh, thinking about that, I was I was like thinking about how I could utilize that in like maybe a, a speech. It wasn't thought of until th- literally this morning. So this is kind of crazy. But um, I was thinking about it and I was like, how can I secure my bag? How can I tie this into a message in some way? And um, if you think about it, like everybody has a bag. And whether you have a bag, I have a bag. And we have our own gifts within our bags. It's kind of crazy. And we all have like gold within our bags and people will try to put stuff in your bag and take stuff out of your bag. But like you have complete authority and responsibility for whatever comes in your bag. You can choose to receive what people tell you. You can like choose to receive what people are offering you or not. And I think it's like really crucial for you to know that like you're completely responsible for the, the situation that you're in right now, but also that you have complete responsibility for how it's going to be, you know, tethered to in the future. It's always on you. Like, it is your bag. That's the thing. That's why it's called your bag. It is yours, not anybody else's. You are the one that's in control of it. Yeah. And people, right. we see it all the time where people are like, oh, well, you know, they, they, they want, they like, you know, kind of pressured me. And it's like, you're still in control. You're the one that controls it. No one else can tell yeah. you. Like, listen, if you're getting forced to do something, usually that means you're, there's something going on that's really not good anyway. Like, that you got a legal talk, legal thing. <laughs> like, right. You are the one in control. It's always going to be you versus you. Don't let other people control your life. Amen. I love that. And um, along with, you know, the bag reference, I'm going to reference that a couple of times because um, it's it's kind of relevant to my discussion. But um, I think you first have to be vulnerable with yourself. You have to find the holes within your bag that maybe you have caused, maybe other people have caused you. Yes, of course, life's not fair and things just happen. And it's, you know, it's just going to be that way. But it's your responsibility to figure out what those holes look like. And the importance of self-awareness is so crucial. You know, you can't just cut yourself off just because you can cut other people off. You don't have the emotional capacity to tell them, hey, like maybe we were just not right for each other. You can't do that for yourself. So it's probably smart to figure out what those holes are in your bag or in your life and uh, making sure you're patching that up to the best uh, best possible way. So pretty much self-care is what I'm talking about. It's like really important to um, just make sure that your bag is secure so you can hold what is valuable to you in your bag. So you call it bag secured, but I'm tying it into the slogan of this podcast in a way. Cause like when you were saying it, it made me think of like, you talked about, you know, the holes in the back, mm-hmm. the life's not fair. Like the, but th- this is something that is so hard for us sometimes to accept, especially when things are not going good. Life mm-hmm. is not fair. You're like, why this doesn't make sense. How, why, why am I, the, why is this happening to me? Whatever it is, life's not fair. You're going to get hit with crap situations. You're going to randomly run over that nail on the road and get a flat tire and have to change a tire on the middle of the road and be late. You're already running behind for work or whatever. You're going to run into those situations mm-hmm. and it, it, life's not fair. But the thing about life is you can, you have two options. It, like the slogan of the podcast, life is hard and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, secure the bag and take control of your life. Only you can take control of your life. No one else can. You're gonna get knocked down. But look mm-hmm. at like look at what bull riders do. Them freaking dudes, they get knocked down how many times? And yeah, every one of them gets back up and is like, all right, let's do it again. <laughs> so, you know what's like, crazy? I think there's so many like there's probably like a hundred books out there that have like so many different wordings, but all have like that same message to them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hundreds of books. I feel like I read like fifty of them that have like the same exact meaning, but they all say like something different. Exactly. 
but like that's the thing sometimes it takes a different like you know grab the bull by the horns might not connect to somebody but secure the bag is going to connect to somebody else like or for them it's all in perspective of how you think of things like you know there's just this the same way like you know you i remember being in like uh high school or something being in english class and you know you're reading a book and it's like well tell me what this paragraph means and like one person will answer it and then the other person will be like well i think it means something like like this and it's like it's open to interpretation yeah like there's everybody sees the world differently and that's what makes you you that's why everybody has a different bag yeah that that, like you need to be you don't try to be somebody else be yourself yeah that that leads right into what i wanted to talk about next and it's like don't allow others to define what success means to you because your vision only becomes clear when you look into your heart uh so like stop looking out the window and start looking in the mirror because that's where the answer truly is. A lot of people think that you need to find success in like other people or whatever you see on social media, you hear that all the time, but it's really like what is within your heart and how how can you take that gift that is in your bag or in your heart or in your bowl or whatever you want to call it (laughs) and like bring that out to life and show people what you're truly about and be confident with that. Yeah. Quit looking at social media. Like, for the love, if you want to think about success, it's fine to listen to some motivational stuff or whatever because there's plenty of those reels that pop up on my Instagram. That's fine. But quit looking at social media and what people have. People make it too materialistic of, oh, they drive this car. So that's how you, that's how I know I'm successful. No, no, it's not. It, it, everybody's going to be successful in a different way. Not everybody's meant to make billions and billions of dollars. Some people are meant to make you know, $40,000, but they are successful in their own sense because they provided for their family every day and worked their ass off to do what they had to do. It doesn't matter what it is. You are successful in your own sense. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Just because somebody has something doesn't mean that they're successful. That social media is the high or, or just doesn't mean they're happy with life. Yeah, they may be rich. They may be famous, but it doesn't mean they're happy. How many rich and famous people are we seeing anymore today that come around talking about their mental health issues that they're dealing with? You know, they're not happy. This is they're giving up on certain parts of their career because it just they just are dealing with too much and it just doesn't make them happy. Just because you see it on social media does not mean it's you know the best thing. Social media is a highlight reel. Dante was the first one to say it on this podcast, and it is the truth. It is the truth. Social media is just a highlight reel. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see or other people that might say, oh, it must be nice. You don't see the hard work that it took to get to where that person's at. And the opposite is true. You don't see that that person might actually not be happy, might not be you know, loving this glorious lifestyle that they live. It's not always how you think it is because social media is just a highlight reel. Couldn't have said that any better myself. You really put the nail on the head on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I think we mentioned that a little bit last time. Um, but yeah, you think about it, like people have these goals of like having houses and the cars and all this kind of stuff. From a social media per- man perspective, I've been there, done that with people that have 10, 20, 50 million followers. I know a guy and he's, he's still seeing a therapist. I mean, it doesn't just get rid of your problems. I mean, people, <laughs> I think it's crazy that people think that. But um, another thing that I want to talk about uh, along that line is like, people have the goals to have these things, but like after you have those things, what's next? What, like literally what's next? So I'm not so derived on having like something that I can obtain physically, but like I have my goals or my growth oriented to how can I love people better? How can I show up for people more? Um, How can I, you know, love myself more? What what decisions can I make today that are going to make me love me? Um, and be proud of myself. And that has a lot to do with like integrity. And I talk about that a lot, but um, it's, it's about like, who do you, do you look in the mirror and see somebody that you're actually proud of the decisions that you're making the, you know, the way you handle, you know, the wait the waitress at the restaurant, like, are you proud of that? Um, that's the kind of things I think about in my head. Um, and I don't know if many people think about that kind of stuff, but I do. <laughs> no, I, I definitely feel you on that. And like, that's the thing too. Quit looking at the materialistic things and like for success and like i'm sure it's the same for you with your motivational speeches um like when you go and speak it's like i do this podcast because in my mind i'm like you know what 
I could affect one person. Like if I'm affecting one person, that makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. If one person gains something from an episode, that makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. But you may absolutely never know that you affected someone's life in a positive manner. But like, you know, that's the reason I keep going though, is because you know what? It it, it could. It really could. You could change somebody's life. Like, not that mm-hmm. like, you know, I want the praise for it. That's not why I do it. But you never know what little impact, like what little thing you you could say the simplest thing and it could boom change somebody's life. Because how many like speeches do we listen to? Because like you know you catch yourself all the time where you'll be scrolling and you'll come across the video that'll be like quit spending all this time on and you're like damn I, I need to get off my phone. <laughs> like yeah. you catch yourself like damn I'm I'm really am invested so much in this you know social media yeah. or whatever that I need to take a second take a step. Yeah. I think it's also important to note with social media, it's kind of like a resume. It's like your LinkedIn profile. It's like what, what you want people to see, which can be a great tool, a great asset, but you have to use it that way. And you have to like Ooh. really pay attention and be conscious of the time that you're allowing, whether you're creating or you're consuming, because you're only doing one or the other. You can't multitask. It's only called task shifting. So you got to choose which one you're going to be, the creator or the consumer, and you're just going to consume it's not really going to get you anywhere. <laughs> so try to, be, try to be conscious of that. And along the lines of integrity, don't break your own rules. Don't, you know, stab your own bag to put holes in it. Your, I think your integrity is like a direct line to your self-esteem and how you see yourself. So hold up what you say, not only to other people, but to yourself, truly. Um, think good moral character bleeds into other areas of life. And that could ultimately give you confidence about like anything you do, really, I feel like, because if you trust yourself and your capabilities, like if you don't feel like you'd be like a phony, like you wouldn't like trust yourself, like going in any situation, you would have no confidence if you weren't like holding up what you say you're going to do. Um, so I think that is so important to me. So I, <laughs> I really put that uh, hammer on the nail there. The thing to like, I really like you talked about trusting yourself. Like, you have to trust yourself. You have to believe in yourself when you go into a situation. Um, because if you don't, if you go in with a negative, I think we may have talked about this in the last episode, but if you go in with a negative mindset, it's not going to get you anywhere. That negative outcome is going to happen because you're preparing for that negative outcome. You're already mentally there. If you were to go into a football game and think, you know, damn, I'm going to lose, like, we're going to lose this game, you guys already lost because. You're already going to, if your whole team goes in, like, ah, oh, we're going to lose. You're already going into that mindset. It's going to happen. But if you go in, my boss actually just told me the story the other day, or today, actually, where he was like, you know, I was out hit with my daughter and like she plays softball and he was out like pitching to her and stuff because she really likes to work on it. And he was like, why are you swinging like a pansy? And he, she said, she, you know, she's getting all upset and like wanting to cry and stuff. And he looked at her and he goes, Tell your, I want you, he's like, say you're going to hit the shit out of the ball. And she's like, she's like eight years old. So (laughs) he's like, say it, say you're going to hit the shit out of the ball. And she like looks at her mom and she, her mom's just like, just whatever dad says, I guess at this point, (laughs) she's like, she said it. And then guess what she does? She rips a nice shot. Like, and it's like, because you changed the mindset of, oh man, feeling sorry for yourself in a way. And she did it in a game. She like ripped one. And she, I guess she went up to him after she hit it and was like, I told my help, myself I was going to hit the S out of the ball. And it's like, but it, like you go in with that mindset of I can do this. I believe in myself. I trust myself. It's going to help you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, um, yeah, people were too quick to you know poison themselves. And I feel like it's a lot of people were like complaining about. I like about, that right there that you said poison. I like that. That's a good yeah. way to put it. You poison yeah. yourself when you get you when you get all negative. It's like putting your trash into your bag. And I'm coming up with these things like right off the rip because I, like I think it. I like that. It. I think I'm gonna use that in speech. But um you ultimately choose what you want in and what you want out. And whether you know, you could listen to other people and receive or not receive whatever they say, but the biggest biggest critic is gonna be yourself. And if you're gonna tell yourself, you know, you're not good enough, you're not gonna hit this ball or whatever it is in your situation, you can you can have the thought. But you can, I, this, is, this is exactly how I do it. I see thoughts in my head. A lot of people don't see it this way. I'm, I mean, I know I'm different, but I, I look at my thoughts like zooming past my mind and I choose which ones I'm willing to accept and which ones I don't want to. Like I have those thoughts like, oh, I'm not as good as, you know, what Tony Robbins or 
um, you know, Cole Nixon on his podcast. Maybe I'm not as good, but <laughs> but um, I can choose to either receive that or decline it. And you have the same capability of doing so. So take charge and like take the bull by the horns and tell it what direction to go because you have the capability. Same thing. I feel like it correlates and it, it kind of all runs together. But the same thing's true with, I feel like, what people say to you. You yeah. choose what you want to listen to. Like, obviously, you're going to literally listen to it all. But like you choose what you hold on to. If somebody says something, you know, they're putting you down. They don't believe in you. Let that shit go in one ear and out the other. It doesn't matter. Don't listen to it. Actually, listen to it so that you have somebody that you can prove wrong in a way. But the the point being is, like, don't hold on to that and take offense to it. Anymore today, we, you know, we have too many people that are like, oh, he, he said this about me. What? Okay. But are, are you hurt? Like, are you, you're okay. Words is it, are first of all, ask yourself, is that somebody you respect enough to listen to? Yeah, that, like, that is very important as well. Like, if you have so, if you're getting worked up over someone that you you say you don't care about, obviously you care a little more about them. If like it, you you can't let it bother you. There's so many things that people say anymore that you can literally not let bother you because the whole thing that and it's true. Like, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. It doesn't matter. That's so true. Like you, you might not believe it, uh, but uh, I was actually bullied in elementary school, um, and it, I was like the only white kid in my class. So I'd get like Whitey Moss because I could catch football pretty well. But anyways, um, <laughs> I love that nickname. I still use it. But um, but um, yeah, I would like get bullied and stuff like that. And I noticed like the best way to navigate that situation, and not everybody can like do this. I feel like, but maybe they can. I don't know. But the way I handled it is I just wasn't even faced i was like okay whatever i didn't let it get to me i didn't i didn't boast about it but i also didn't like i really just didn't acknowledge it at all and soon enough um like the, it just went away so that's what you got to do is like not give power to those that want to have power over you or like they want you... to see a reaction that's yeah. that, that's why they do it they want Don't you know to, to be the funny guy or they want to be you know empowered by it if you give them the reaction they want, they're obviously going to keep doing it. But like you said, if you just ignore it, eventually it just get, it, it, they literally quit because there's no joy in it for them. That's what they want, the, the joy. But if you take that joy away by not reacting, mm -hmm. problem solved. Problem solved. Uh, we, can, uh, we can continue with um, <laughs> some more bag. <laughs> you do have more this bag. whole bag thing figured out, though. You got a whole, you almost have a whole speech off of the bag now. I feel like I could really make something out of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about it and I was like, there's so many like different things that are relevant throughout the day that I've been thinking about doing the podcast. And I was like, like this episode is like your spark notes for the uh, speech with all the bag comments. I'm not going to lie to you. It totally is. I'm thinking about it <laughs> and I'm thinking about in implementing a lot of what I'm saying into a speech because like a lot of people talk about like one little silly thing like in their speeches, whether it be like a coffee bean or a pen, like, oh, sell me this pen yeah. for Jordan Belfort. It's like, you know what? Secure the bag. Is your bag secure? Ask yourself. It's like, you could use it for anything. Yeah. And like, wait for 10 years from now, this is going to be like some national speech. You're going to be like, secure <laughs> the bag, Robbie's speech. <laughs> I'm be like, wait a second. I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. We can monetize the podcast now. <laughs> Like, too, like, the other thing is, what kind of bag do you want to have? You can build your bag up, and, it, like, the material-wise of it, too. Like, kind of almost callousing your hands, callousing your skin, or callousing your mind, like David Goggins says, or whatever. You know, how, do you want to have that Walmart bag? Or do you want to have a leather bag that's a little tougher for people to stab through, to, you know, put holes in with a zipper on it so that they can't just come and take what they please? Like yeah, you kind of look at yeah. Think about what you carry about in, in your bag too, and, and of course it's like your you know most expensive things, whether it be your wallet or your phone or social security card. The things that mean the most to you are in your bag, so you have to protect what's in your bag. A lot of that is what you value. Uh, a lot of that is your loved ones, um, the time for your self care, um, your you know your self improvement, uh, whatever that looks like to you. You care about it, so you have to really protect that. And make sure that it's 
secure. So I like I like what you're saying that I'll implement that as well. <laughs> I'm just here to help, man. I'm just here to give you so many ideas. See, see you didn't come <laughs> on here to help me with the podcast. Really, I brought you on here so I could just help you with your next next. And that's what it's all about. It's full circle. <laughs> it's a circle of life. So how many speeches have you done so far? Um, done seven speeches. Seven speeches so far, including Kent State University, Ohio State University, UCLA. A uh, couple more coming up. But um, I'm doing one, my first one for a middle school. It's for the Sir Optimist Club. And it's uh, basically like they're underprivileged, just girls. And so I, I, I got to learn like how to implement that. Yeah. Because- I don't. I don't know much about middle school girls, obviously. <laughs> but um, hormones are all like, over the place and stuff. Yeah, their emotions are all over. <laughs> so I got to like figure out how to intertwine that specifically, fine tune that for that speech. I know I'll be fine, but um, yeah, it just really comes down to you know. Actually, here's what I'll do to prepare. I have a cousin about that age, and so I'll ask her like, what's you know relevant in her life. Uh, yeah, I'll just go from there. So yeah. <laughs> So kind of take me through, because I might actually go speak at my old college. Um, One of my professors asked me to come back and speak to the class. And shaking down those nerves, because, like, you know, no matter who you are, usually everybody has some sort, like, it's a different level, but everybody has some sort of nerves that first time that you're going in front of people to speak. So kind of take me through how you recommend kind of talking down those nerves almost. Well, first of all, I'm going to say it doesn't ever go away. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, for me, we, even with the podcast, when I record, I'm still every time I'm like antsy. Like, like, oh, I shit, just, I hope it don't fuck up. Yeah, every time. And I'm <laughs> 119 like, episodes into this. Or, yeah, hope I don't blink on something or the chemistry's not there or I don't make a connection with the students or whatever that looks like. Um, I think for me personally, it really comes down to how prepared am I going into it? First of all, uh, like, am I actually going in confidently, knowing exactly what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it? Um, do, are, do I have like the the slides implemented perfectly, aligned with my speech? Do I have do I have that relationship with the sound guy that's going to make sure my microphone works? Just little things like that, you know, could go wrong, but since you take care of it beforehand, you have like the confidence in knowing that, like, okay, whatever happens, I'm I'm good, like. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Um, another thing going into with nervousness, um, I feel like it's just being in the moment again, um, whether it be like in your past, you might have messed up in the past, not leaving that in the past because, you know, you get depressed on that kind of stuff, but also not focusing too much what's going on in the future because that's what causes anxiety. But you live in the present. It is a gift. So utilize that. Uh, take a deep breath and say, I'm just going to give it my best shot and and have the confidence in knowing like what you have, nobody else has on this earth. What you're, you've experienced in your life, what you've seen, what you've heard, you're the only person that has has all that. So, you know, exemplify that. Make it make it known that it, that is your gift. You talk a lot about living in the present. Take me mm-hmm. through why. Why? I mean, yeah, I want I want to hear a why. I don't feel like that's a question that I've. I would normally ask, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask like, why, like, obviously I know it's important to live in the present, but I want to hear I feel like it's kind of a different question. Like why, why, why do we want to live in the present? Why do we live in the present? That's a good question. Um, if I actually had to think about it, which I will, uh, <laughs> right now, um, I would say, since you got me off guard, I would say that it allows you to take the most out of the moment. Um, first of all, it's like, Whatever, whatever task or experience that you're enduring at the specific moment, if your mind isn't there, then you're kind of like driving in the past. It's like you're riding in the passenger seat. You're not really taking control of what's happening you, to you in the moment. And so, yeah, literally, if you think about it, you're like you driving in the car, you're in the passenger seat. You could be dozing off. You could be like slacking off, doing whatever, just subconsciously, just like you're making progress, but you don't know really where you're at. And I think it's really crucial to like have yourself in the driver's seat because you have that control. And I think that's what limits uh, or sorry, narrows that capacity for anxiety to happen is when you have control over the situation. So by living in the moment, you therefore have control 
over where you're going, which I think gives you a lot of self-peace. I like that I a hope, lot. I hope that was a great answer for you. I like that a lot. And like, kind of bouncing off of you, because I was thinking about my own question while you were answering as well, yeah. is like, you look at too, the past doesn't <laughs> define you. Your past mm-hmm. does not define who you are. We do not know what the future has in store for us. We, I like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck, the, the camera could shut off in the next 30 seconds, and I have yeah. no clue that it's going to happen. Please don't happen right now. <laughs> the point is, is, like, you don't know what the future has for you. The past does not define you. All we have is this moment right now. Whatever it is, whatever, if you're listening, if you're driving in your car, all you have right now is this moment. That's it. You don't know what's going to happen next. Now, it is very important not to necessarily forget about your past because your past has a lot of lessons and like valuable lessons that are important. Your failures, your screw ups are very important to remember. The times you made it are even also very important to remember. It's important to remember those things, but you can't dwell on those things or, you know, ride that high of the success. The, you know, it's like, you know, you look at people who are still in high school, you know, for those first few years after high school like you can't ride that wave you gotta Mm -hmm. move on with your life sometimes so like basically your past doesn't define you we don't know what the future has all we have is right now that's it i think that's a good analogy um back to speaking about the car it's like do you picture yourself driving like you check out how small that rear view mirror is that's how much time you should spend focusing on it it's like five percent of your visual but like it's important to know but don't spend a lot of time on it. Your front front mirror, it's good like it's probably a good like forty, maybe forty-five percent of like what you actually see. And that's like good to note as well where you're going is fairly important. But like you really see like what's inside the car, the interior. And if that's like where you're spending most of your time, it's important to make sure that's taken care of. Um, so really honing in on, you know, your self-development, your self-growth, make being intentional about what that looks like for you. You have to know like how you work, what makes you happy, what makes you light up, what makes you sad, what makes you feel loved, uh, depressed, anything. Um, I feel like it's really crucial to know that because you live your life 100% of the time within yourself. <laughs> That's pretty important to take care of. That analogy with the car that you just said right there, I don't even know if you realize that you did it, but you almost look at that rear view mirror. That's your past. Mm-hmm. Your front windshield, that's your future. But like you said, what's the most important thing to focus on? Where you're at, like the steering wheel, like the gas pedal, the brake pedal, that stuff is what's more important. That is your present. That's your right now. Notice yeah. how the rear view mirror is very small. Notice how the windshield's a little bigger. Notice how the inside of the car is even bigger. Yeah, the point is, like the point we're looking at here is it kind of goes in that order. Your past, you shouldn't spend that much time focusing on it. You should focus on your future, but the real important part is right now. And may I add one quick analogy to that? Throw it in there. Imagine how many people do you know ride their car for thousands of miles with that check engine light on? Yes. So many people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think about that. That's exactly how people live their lives. They're like, Oh, I'm I'm burnt out. I'm like I'm stressed out. I'm doing all this fun stuff. I don't have time to check my engine. But until you get your engine checked, you're not going anywhere. You're just mm-hmm. sitting there. So you just yeah, you're not making any progress without looking inward. You got to look under the hood, see what see what you got to fix. Maybe go to therapy. I I know like I'm fine with everything that's happened in my past, but I still go to therapy. Like you never know what things could pop up. How you perceive things in the middle of the day are totally different than how you perceive them late at night when you're just sitting there in bed. Like you just never know when you need that. So I think it's like really crucial for people to make sure that their engines are smooth and run smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. That check engine light may be on and your car may still be going, but it's not running to its full potential that like you're not Mm -hmm. running fully efficient. So like why, if your body's telling you, you know, your, your body's check engine light is on, and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm fine. I- I'm all right. Like, it doesn't bother me that much. 
Okay, mm-hmm. but you're not to your full potential. Wouldn't you want to be at your full potential? We were just t- talking about this today at work in a way, like in a whole different conversation, kind of like our topic, but like our our excavator. We were talking about it, like how they send them out, but they're not running to their max. And it's like, why would you send something out not running to its you know full potential? Why would you not want something in it? Like, it's the same. Like, why would you put out what's not your full potential? Or why would you not fix something that's holding you back from your full potential? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, it, there's you got to get out of the comfort zone. You can't stay stuck just because it makes it easy on you. You have yeah. to move past that comfort zone and get past this, you know, oh, you know, the coasting part. You have to move past it and push forward. Yeah, I feel like 99% of people live in that comfort zone and, and complain about it. I cannot stand that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> doing it literally to yourself and you're complaining about it. That's definitely my, big, that's my biggest pet peeve is when people complain about the situation that they have complete power to change. I'm just like, bro, why are you complaining about it? If you have the power to change it, like, just do it. Yeah, it 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 oh, yeah, that drives me nuts. Like it, I I yeah, I I see it pretty often, but it is what it is. Yeah, you, you'll have that, but like that's the thing. Yeah, don't, don't complain. Sometimes if you realize that you're complaining too much, the biggest thing to do is sit in the mirror, look in the mirror, and look at who you are, and think about the things that you're complaining about. Like really, truly, sometimes sit there and ask yourself, like the question, like. Say it to yourself and then think about what you're complaining about. Like, if you're, you know, you're like, man, my girl, like, if I, you know, hang out with somebody that, like, complains about their girlfriend every single day. But if they went home and literally sat there and asked themselves, like, why do I complain about her? And it's like, oh, because of this, this, and this. But if you really take a deep look, like, you actually truly ask yourself, you might realize, oh, she gets mad about that because I do this. And Mm -hmm. I know she doesn't like that, but I do it anyway. Yeah. And sometimes you have to ask yourself the cold hard truth and or otherwise the conversation could even go with yourself could go you know maybe this isn't someone that is good to be with maybe this is Gina just the wrong person wrong that whatever you want to call it but you have to ask yourself the hard questions sometimes and that's very hard to do that's why they're it's called asking yourself the hard questions they're not easy questions yeah I feel like one of the most um, transformational questions that I've asked myself throughout the day in the past couple weeks, I think I got it from a book, I can't remember which one, it, um, it said, is what I'm doing right now getting me closer to or further away from where I want to be in life? It's like, if you literally think about that, it's like throughout every action that you make, like if you're literally, I'll, I'll be on my phone and I'll think about that and I'll be like, nope throw my phone and then just start like doing exactly what I should be doing. Um, or like, from yeah, literally just in the kitchen, like, or in the, in the shower, I do this. I'm like, okay, I'm taking too long in the shower. I got to like wrap it up real fast. So it's like, am I, what am I doing right now? Is getting me closer to or further away from my goals. And that'll like inspire a lot of, cultivate a lot of change, but you also have to listen to yourself and be disciplined enough and respect yourself enough to follow up with that. And it's hard to do too, like that, you know, being disciplined enough and telling yourself like, all right, I need to, you know, get off my phone. I need to hurry up the shower, even though it's, you know, really cold outside, but in this warm shower, it feels awesome right now, whatever it is. Like, cause I, I mean, I did it to myself actually recently, you know, we had a, a job that we're working on that was, you know, it's 45 minutes to an hour away. And so, and I don't, usually drive too often i usually ride passengers so i usually would you know i'd listen to podcasts but i'd be on my phone scrolling through instagram while i'm you know just sitting there and you know for 45 minutes there and then 45 minutes back so we got an hour and a half two hours that i'm spending on my phone every day just scrolling on instagram scrolling on tiktok scrolling on twitter whatever it is and then finally i was like you know i had this book that i've been like i started a while ago I've been taking forever to read because I don't, I haven't been disciplined enough and consistent enough to read every day. Like I want to, I want to read at least 10 pages a day, but I haven't been disciplined enough to do it. So I finally started taking that book and I'd read at least a chapter on the way up to the job. So like I'd usually get a chapter or two done 
and I'd have like an extra five minutes and then I'd, you know, spend that five minutes maybe on Instagram or, you know, finishing out a podcast, whatever I'm doing. But it's, it's the point of like, I kind of took that upon myself because I realized when you finally realize like, this is not helping me. This is like, there's nothing good that I'm gaining from scrolling through Instagram for 45 minutes. I can lie to myself all I want and say, yeah, I'm trying to find podcast guys. Cause I, I mean, I honestly do that. I'll scroll through Instagram and like, I'll go to this profile and then to this profile and then to the, like, and I'll like kind of do like the Wikipedia thing, like the, the spider, like I'll kind of yeah. use connections from people just to try and find people. But also like there comes a point where, like you said, you can only, you can't do both at the same time. You, you yeah. sometimes you start consuming and if you consume for too long, it's not worth it. Yeah. I think that leads into a pretty, um, a lot deeper of a con context, but, um, I did want to talk about it, but like, I think when we have the time to, especially as, as men, when we get so bored um, or like have so much free time without lack of a why or lack of goals or ambition, that's when we like fall into things like, you know, pornography or, you know, you know, drug abuse or things like that, or just having like really mental health problems, which like those things kind of like spur from, um, it kind of like happens when you're, when you have like a lack of motivation or lack of discipline in your own life. And so you want that little dopamine hit, whether that be drugs or pornography or whatever that looks like for you, you need that little dopamine hit to be like, okay, I feel better temporarily. <laughs> and then it just goes right, actually lower than what you started at afterwards, because your brain isn't getting that, you know, craving that at once. And so I think, you know, even things like that, I thought about in the past year, and I was like, is this giving me closer or further away from my goals? And my goal is being, I want to be, you know, a loving man of God and with my family. Um, that just doesn't align with who I want to be. So I think it's really encouraging to think about that. Um, personally, like really just be honest with yourself. And it's like, is this a problem for me? Um, is How is this going to affect my future family? If I truly love them, is this the man that I want to be for them? Uh, I think that's a lot deeper than what we were at. But I mean, it's pretty important to talk about. <laughs> Well, you said be honest with yourself, and I—that is a very hard thing to do sometimes because it's very easy to lie to yourself. Also, be like, ah, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Or like, oh, it's healthy to do it every once in a while. It's like, yeah, like it doesn't matter, and it's like, it, and then it's hard to do that. But sometimes you also have to look at because I think sometimes we want to ignore other people and their thoughts, like them saying, like, or hey, like, you know, you've been you've been smoking a lot of weed lately. Like you think you should slow down, and you're like, oh, you know, it's it's not a big deal. And then like, you know, another person says it, and then like when you're, then you kind of almost like when you have multiple people say it to you, which mm -hmm. hopefully it doesn't take multiple people saying it to you for you to realize. But then you might realize like, hey, I'm not being honest with myself. I'm not yeah. being true to myself. Now there's yeah. a fine line to walk, not necessarily with the drug thing, but like other situations, there is a fine line with that. But the big thing is, is like you have to truly be honest with yourself and it's hard it is hard to do because it is very easy to lie to yourself at the same time mm -hmm. because we live yeah. in such a world anymore today where it's so positive we want to and it's a good thing to be positive and but like it's positive for our benefit we can't make it positive yeah. for our benefit we have to be true to ourselves we have to be real with ourselves it's hard to do, but you have to do it. You all have to sit down and look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and have that hard conversation with yourself. And I don't care if you literally have to sit there and talk to yourself in the mirror because I've done it. Mm -hmm. I've had the hard conversations with myself in the mirror where I've literally talked to myself and I'm not afraid to admit it. Mm -hmm. But those were some of the like best moments that I needed. They got me out of a tight spot, a tough situation, um, you know, a downward spiral of things that could have happened i don't yeah. know where i could have been if i didn't sometimes look myself in the mirror and have those conversations it's what you have to do yeah um i think about this quite often but uh, i think about the the thought of what it looks like for a boy to become a man and i've, I've always kind of like summarized it in a, in a way of saying i think a man has the self-control to and self-respect to know if what is he if what he's doing right now serves his future purpose um i wonder your thoughts on that what do you think like makes a boy a man i want to hear your answer on that 
pretty sure I've actually answered this question. Did we answer it on Q&A Friday? I can't remember. Was it our Q&A? I think I answered it on a Q&A Friday, but I don't remember exactly what. How about your answer? Present moment. My present moment, because I don't remember what my answer was, but I know what my present moment answer is. It might be similar. Admitting your wrongs, I think, is very important because it's very hard. Like, I feel like there's a lot of men out there you know, it's the tough guy act. It's the, you know, all we, you know, I, I wasn't wrong. Uh, and I, I'm guilty of this. I've done it where like, you know, you, you know, you're wrong, but you're like, no, no, I'm right. Like you don't admit your wrongs, admitting you're wrong. And also like you kind of woke me up to this, the vulnerability thing. If you're willing to be vulnerable as a man anymore, mm-hmm. That like that makes you very that makes you in my eyes so much stronger. If I can sit here and talk to you and you'll sit here and you know you're in a tough situation with your girl or whatever the actual situation like because I can think of situations where I've been talking to friends who have been going through girl troubles or something, and like you know, you've had the ones who are like just pissed off, just p- mm-hmm. like oh, they broke up and he's just pissed off, just pissed yeah. off, pissed off. But then I've had the ones that have cried. I'm like, you know what? I re- Not that I have anything against the ones that are just pissed off, but the ones that cry to me, honestly, I have more respect for as a, you know, friendship sense. And also, like, I don't, like, I remember one buddy being like, man, I'm sorry I'm crying. I feel like a little bitch. And it's like, no, dude, like, good for you. Like, you're allowed yeah. to do this. It, it, you're fine. Like, do what I you got to do. It also goes to show that they've taken responsibility for their... I mean, and although it might not have been their fault or whatever it is, maybe, you know, even the growth might have cheered or whatever, but it's like you took responsibility for what even the decisions that you made to be like, okay, I want to be with somebody at this point without really knowing who you are, I think is a big fallacy that a lot of people make, because if you don't know who who you are and what you want, how are you going to choose who you want to be with? Like, Mm. it's like, that's an issue that I've made in the past. Or, or something that I've made, you know, a problem that I've, you know what I mean. But anyways, it's like I've I've given myself the credibility and the responsibility to accept my actions for choosing somebody that wasn't right for me because I didn't know what I truly wanted myself, and I have to take the responsibility for that being on my my accord because it was my choice. And so I think you know, really taking responsibility for your actions is another huge thing. And that, well, even if you don't want it to, your ego is going to be like, "No, it's their fault. It's their mm-hmm. fault." But it's really, it's like you got to put all that aside and be be honest with yourself. I think that's so so huge. Yeah, you just kind of tied my two points together almost in a way because I, you know, being vulnerable and admitting your wrongs; those are two things that I look at anymore because you know you you run into that we still have a little bit of that manly tough not tough guy you know uh, i don't even know what to call it but like you you sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable like i'm not saying be vulnerable but like or like be i'm not saying be soft mm-hmm. i'm saying be vulnerable there's a difference that i might yeah. and i think there's a, also a big difference between you even in public speaking they teach you about this it's like okay you can be vulnerable on stage but don't go on there and just you know spill out your heart about your all your emotions you have to be First of all, like you got to be vulnerable, but, you know, take it from a standpoint of like being healed. Also, when you're presenting on stage, you have to come from a a point where like, okay, I've gone through what I needed to go through. I can be vulnerable, but I also have to be strong enough so that I can, you know, spread this message to um, people that I'm speaking to. But aside from speaking, I think it's crucial, very crucial to be um, vulnerable. You know, it doesn't have to be strangers or whatever, but even to the people in your life, whether it be like your close friends or anything like that, you're being vulnerable. It's going to bring so, so much confidence out of you uh, because you're being honest with yourself. You're being honest with the people around you that love you. And it's all around just going to make you you know, a better person and, and be present with a lot more joy, knowing that you're just being honest in all aspects of life. And honestly, you can't tell me there's been a time in your life that you cried. Like, yeah, you might be a little embarrassed that you cried at first, but like, you always feel better after you cry. You always such, feel better. Such a, such a release of tension, if you like, will. Like, when you finally are like, the times in my life where I've been like, you know, I've, no one's around, life's just been stressing me out, things have just felt like they're not going my way, you know, like, 
you just uh, finally you get overwhelmed and i remember just sitting in the shower one day and i just started crying i'm like i don't even know why i'm crying exactly it's just a big ball of things but like when i got done i was like i feel good like it it is like it's a release like a relief it just you feel better after it it's okay to cry guys it's okay to cry manly don't be too manly it's okay really i wanted to ask you a question um before we wrap up um in the past couple months since I've talked to you last, what has been the like top three things that you've learned from your podcasts? Oh, you're asking me on limited episodes because it's been few and far between. But I can tell you definitely. What things you've learned in general and since I talked to you? Well, I'll, I'll go kind of off of... Uh, Yours, there's so speak. The one thing that I realized is, uh, it's kind of more important to me now is always help others because, mm-hmm. um, there's a I had an organization on that's uh, American Hero Hunt, they you know take veterans and first responders, active or retired, on these uh, you know, these hunting trips or fishing trips or just whatever and you know they they do a bunch and just listening to their story like i golfed in their golf outing and you know i was not like tight on money but i didn't want to spend it like in my mind i didn't want to spend as much money as i spent and like i put all this money into the raffles and stuff and i was like you know what it's going to a good cause it's going to something that is very good because you know they talked about like oh you, you get the guys out there you know, the first day or so, like, you know, they're kind of quiet. But once you find they finally open up, he's like, we have guys that always want to come back now. And it like do like just help out the organization. And it's like makes you realize like you're creating a, it's creating a brotherhood in its sense. And but it's always good to help others, even when you're not getting a reward from it. Mm-hmm. Don't expect a reward from it. Like me spending all that, you know, extra money on the raffles and stuff that I put in. I wasn't wanting, like, yeah, it's nice to win, but, like, I wasn't necessarily doing it to win either. It was just kind of like, there's no, like, straight up, here's a donation. Like, I wasn't trying to do that. I wanted, like, to do it in a sense where, one, like, you go up in a silent auction and you put down 20 bucks on something that no one's bid on. You could start a thing where somebody's like, all right, I'll take, I'll put it down for 30, and you're like, 35, and they're like, 40. And it's like, yeah, it'd be cool to win this, but, like, also, we're, battling against each other to raise more money for an organization but like it's always important that's one thing that i've realized is help others um another one is do your thing alan carl uh he was the artist that i had on and like you know just his demeanor and his mindset of how he carries himself and how he carries himself is like i'm going to do the things that i want to do and you know he was talking he was like you know i might be able to get you some backstage stuff and he's like if anybody ever comes up to you and was like you know if like i like i met him at the michael ray concert and he was like you know if you because michael ray was the headliner and he was the opener and he's like if you were on like in the back back room and stuff, you know, trying to talk up Michael Ray about coming on your podcast. And everybody was like, like his tour manager or something came up to me and was like, Hey, you got your guy back here talking to his, uh, to Michael like about his podcast, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, so you didn't walk into the front office and get the job that you wanted. Like you didn't put yourself out there to get the job that you have now. Like you have to grind, you have to be yourself. You have to, you know, put it all out there. So like, that's something that I learned from, uh, picked up from his, episode and then nolan tucker man uh he is my top episode currently he came out of nowhere i didn't expect uh, nothing against him i didn't expect his episode to like kill and it killed um but who's nolan tucker do i know nolan tucker no he's he i met him through tiktok i believe um Hmm. but he is a rancher out west and i kept seeing his tiktoks and i was like man this guy seems cool he's worked on some ranches and stuff but the thing with nolan tucker that i've realized is just live life just 
like kind of live in the present type of thing. Quit worrying about the past. Quit worrying about the futures as much, and just live life. Sometimes just take those moments in. Like some of the TikToks that he posts, you know, with the awesome views that they have out west, and it's like, like you just he's like, you know, there's been times where I just sit there and like I'll sit on the porch after work, drink a beer, no phone, nothing, just stare out at the sunset, and it's like. Yeah. Just live life and take the moment in. Just sometimes you literally have to just take a step back and take the moment in. That's amazing. It's something I do quite frequently. Actually, I step out on my balcony and I just sit there and I, I let myself. You have to give yourself permission to do that too. You just mm-hmm. can't get caught up in the busyness of life. Give yourself permission to just be still and just be, be present. Uh, I know we talk about that a lot, but like really just. Go, going somewhere scenic really provides you an opportunity to appreciate what God has created for us in a way or whatever you believe the creator or whoever's listening. Um, it's like, wow, this is a, this is life. Like I get to live this. This is so cool. Uh, just gives you uh gives you a new perspective. It's really awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap on episode 119 of the Roughnecks podcast speaks. I really appreciate you coming on again. Where can people follow you on social media? Y'all can follow me at Robbie J. Bobby. That's R-O-B-B-Y-J-B-O-B-B-Y. Go give him a follow. You definitely will not be disappointed. But until Friday, you guys know the deal. Life is hard and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let that bull of life walk all over you. Get up and grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See y'all next week. Roughnecks out.